listening to the Influencer Girl Lifestyle Podcast with Monica Woodhams. Influencer Girl Lifestyle is all about connecting you with top entrepreneurs, influencers, and celebrities who are sharing their secrets to living the influencer life behind the Instagram filters. So get ready to learn the ins and outs about influence, some girl talk, from dating to shopping for Gucci belts, and of course, the all-too-frequent debate over mimosas versus Bloody Marys at brunch. Here's your host and go-to for all things influencer lifestyle, Monica Woodhams. Hey, y'all. I'm here today with Kate Killoran. She owns a consulting business that focuses on online business growth strategy and SEO. She creates growth strategies utilizing not just SEO, but also Google Ads and Pinterest. And she has been known to her clients as someone who calms your crazy before disaster strikes. And ultimately, she really believes in sharing the power behind outsourcing as a form of self-care. I'm really excited to have Kate on today to talk about SEO in particular and how it can really support you, not just with your actual blog's growth, but we're going to dive into Instagram alt tags, which is something brand new. So welcome, Kate. Hey, thanks so much for having me, Monica. Of course. I'm excited for this. So. Before we get into it, though, let's do a little of this or that. Yes, let's do it. Okay, yoga or bar? Yoga. That was a quick, easy answer. <laughs> I actually, um, spoiler, because this will probably come out later in the episode, too. Um, I like to do yoga at home, so that's it's con- it's more convenient for me. So Totally, totally. <laughs> I feel like I need to change this question because no one ever says bar, so... <laughs> Yeah, maybe. I I don't know. My sister and I do yoga and we really like it. And actually, I don't think I know anyone that does bar. I mean, not that I, like <laughs> at the moment that I can think of. <laughs> I know. I was talking to my friend the other day and we were like, wait, I think like only moms do bar now because like my mom does bar and I did bar 10 years ago. Oh, yeah. So, maybe- <laughs> so that might be it. Yep, time to change time. the question. <laughs> Okay, tequila or wine? Wine. Yeah, red I or white? Red. I love red wine so much. Yeah, I would say I'm a tequila girl, like newly. Um, This has been kind of like something that I've... 2018 was my year of tequila. Oh, interesting. I know, I know. Um, But before that, I would have probably said red wine. I don't know. Both wines. I'm one of those people that literally knows the difference just between red and white and sparkling. Okay. And I couldn't tell you. Yep. I'm, I'm right there with you. I am making my, it my mission though in 2019 to go to a couple different actual like wineries on the West Coast and the Pacific Northwest oh. and like really just like gain some knowledge on wine. Cause I'm, I just I love, love it so much. Honestly, I have, I have a glass every afternoon. So. <laughs> Oh my gosh. So I don't drink it very often. And partially it's because now that I live by myself, it's not like I can like get my roommates to like split a bottle of wine with me. And then I don't want it to go bad because I probably don't drink it every day. It's like maybe like one, like once a month that I'm like, I want a glass of wine, but I just bought one of those Coravin things where it like, it's this like tiny, tiny needle that goes into the cork and then you can pour what you want, but it's such like a micro needle that 
the wine will stay good for like months as if you never opened it. Oh, that's amazing. Cause I, yeah. I'm right there with you. I have to admit, um, I can totally finish a bottle of wine by myself. Um, <laughs> but, uh, same thing for the most part. Cause even if I finish it, if I open it, drink a few glasses, like recork it or whatever, I still just, I feel like it's like the oxygen's been released and it just doesn't taste as good. So that micro needle thing might be what I have to try next. Yeah, I'll send you a link to it. Amazing, thank you. It's on sale right now. Oh, perfect. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) So the next one is takeout or cooking? Mm, Cooking, I'm going to say. I think it's honestly, so 2018 has kind of been this year for me where I've been practicing not just like self-care for like my face and my body and stuff, but like self-care for like what I'm actually eating. Um, Mm -hmm. And so I don't know. I've just find, I find so much pleasure like going to Whole Foods and like picking out food and like bringing it home and like making an actual meal. And it's, I think it's just because I, more than anything, I love real food. I love knowing like exactly what I'm eating and Yeah, I mean, Colorado is great for access to, like, a lot of the farm-to-table stuff, but ultimately, I think it's just more fun to, like, cook at home. I open a bottle of wine and, like, play some music and cook. (laughs) Fun. I love that. Yeah. I wish I cooked more than I do. Again, it's kind of like the wine thing. I don't like cooking just for myself. Um, I need to get over that because right now I'm acting like the whole foods to go section is my kitchen. (laughs) (laughs) I literally go down every day. (laughs) I know what you mean though. I have talked to so many people who are single, like I'm single as well. And like, I, for the most part live by myself and it's like, it's so hard to like cook like a proportion appropriate meal for yourself. And like, I don't know if you like leftovers. I'm kind of okay with leftovers but for the most part not a fan yeah exactly so you like you spend this time you cook this meal and then like "Mm, I hate throwing food away so I'm yeah it's someone's got to come out with something where they create this like huge idea behind the proportion thing for people who live alone or who are single (laughs) (laughs) this sounds so depressing it does sorry it does sound really depressing (laughs) (laughs) what a downer (laughs) Oh my God, but I saw, it's great. Yeah. I saw a meme the other day and it was like, it said something like about Trader Joe's and it was like, what do like, who are we? And it says like single women, what do we want? It's like proportion sized food from Trader Joe's for one. Like, (laughs) (laughs) so. Oh my gosh. Love it. Okay. So let's get into the juicy part of this, which is SEO, Mm -hmm. which no one has come on this podcast yet to talk about. But it's like so important, no matter if you have a brand new blog or you've had one for like 10 years, it's just as important. And I think it doesn't get addressed that often because it sounds intimidating. It sounds a little like too techie. Yeah, I was just going to say, honestly, so many people assume this is like a myth, essentially, that SEO is meant for like your IT, like an IT person or like your IT yeah. person if you're like if you're at that level and you like have someone who's doing the back end or something but it's not and yeah it's it's something that I've really um I dove into earlier this year and I've just gotten 
very much obsessed with it um, and not just learning it and practicing it um, because that's one of the things that you do have to do with SEO is that you, you do have to continue practicing it. Um, it's not just something that you can like set it and forget it. Um, but yeah, it's something that I not only enjoy practicing and doing, but I, I enjoy so much sharing that um, like sharing it with so many people so that you can, you don't have to be scared and you don't have to have this fear around this like acronym, you know, like it's just, it doesn't have to be as scary as we make it seem. Yeah. So let's even kind of reel it back and it is an acronym. So search engine optimization. Yeah. So what is the most basic way that you could explain what SEO is and does? So I've over the last few months, I've been I've been asked this question multiple times and I've pieced together um, hopefully an easy enough answer, um, you know, because that's the other thing, too, I think, is that when I first went on the hunt for like, what is SEO? There isn't really an answer that makes sense or at least that is like, <laughs> like, seriously. So when whoever's listening and like you've done it and you're like, this isn't yeah. for me, like you're not alone. Um so, yeah, it's like this universal answer that like literally it comes off as like SEO equals confusion. Um, so <laughs> SEO, search engine optimization, um, is the continued practice of optimizing your website um, for search engines. So um, it's more than just you're doing it for Google search rankings. Um, it's so that you're practicing a way for you to connect with an audience that you don't have yet um, and your current audience. So hopefully, does that make sense? Like, I yeah. feel like, it, yeah. Is that helpful? <laughs> I, that, I think that's helpful. That's a really good starting place for us to take that and then kind of get a little bit more detailed in the practicality of it. So a lot of people know I should have good SEO, but what does good SEO mean? Does that mean that you rank high in Google? Does it mean that, um, what does it mean? In my opinion, good SEO means that you're putting in the effort in the back end of your website to give a clear understanding of what it is that you have to offer or who it is that you are like as a blogger or an influencer. So you're, it's, it's not necessarily showing up on the first page of Google. Um, what you're doing is you're continuing to practice like how to come off um, super clear for people so that they can find you and they know exactly what it is that you have to offer. Um, and it's, it's less confusing um, for them. So let's say someone is a fashion blogger. What are some habits that they should, you know, start to learn and pick up in order to have quote unquote good SEO? Okay. So some habits and things that you can start to practice on your own um, are, Okay, so let's say this is what I do with a lot of my clients. So obviously you um, you can t so you do market research, right? Because you are whatever you are. So you're a fashion blogger, and you're like, so who is it that I want to reach? Like who is that girl that I want um, 
to reach and how do how can I reach her? So what you do is the market research and you're like, okay, so what is she already doing? Like, who is she? Where is she hanging out? What is she already like? Um, and you get into the habit of thinking like her. So you have to continue practicing that though, because just like a lot of us, um, you know, trends come up, we get really into one thing and then we move on from it. So a good habit for someone is, you know, let's say like New York Fashion Week is coming up. And so you know that it's coming up and you've got this beautiful blog post that you want to put out and you want it to, um, you know, reach someone who is considering going to New York Fashion Week and they need to know like what to pack or maybe it's their first time going or they're bringing like some girlfriends the next time. So you get into the mindset of that girl um, and that's how you essentially create good SEO. So you get into her head and you think like, okay, what is she already researching? Um, odds are she's researching like the weather in, in New York City. So you use weather in New York City in the fall or spring, whenever they're going for fashion week. Um, and that's a new keyword for oh. your blog or your blog post. So okay. you actually, cause here's the cool thing is that years ago, it was like Google has definitely like expanded, right? It's gotten smarter. Um, and years ago, it mattered that you would use just specific keywords to, to describe who you were, what it was, like what your blog post was about, like whatever it was. But now what's happening is that um, they are able to kind of assume that this blog post should be read by this person. And you do that by the same, like what I just said. So like you get into their head, um, you know, you say like, say she might be actually like spending some time like at, on away travel or something like she bought herself a new suitcase because she's super excited for this trip. So like you use that, like, um, you use that scenario, that keyword as well to describe the blog post. That is so interesting. Okay. And so when we say keywords, are we saying that that goes into the, not just the title, right? But does that also go into like the tags? So like if you use WordPress where you would like throw in all your tags? Yep, exactly. Um, okay. So one of the SEO myths is that your images will drive traffic themselves. So like we think like, oh, well, you know, like I've got all these beautiful photos, you know, if like if you do have this blog post you've put together, you took all these photos and you just like wrote the blog post, put it out there and you're like, my images will definitely drive traffic themselves. All tags are for someone essentially with um, a vision impairment. So the alt tags you use on the back end um, can be keywords, keyword phrases to describe that image for someone who doesn't have access to actually see it. So alt tags are there because Google isn't quite sophisticated enough to view your images like humans do. Interesting. So I know one kind of myth, and maybe it's not a myth, maybe it's true, is that let's say you have six outfit photos in your blog post that each one of those has to have different alt tags. So yes and no. Um, again, what's happening is that one of the myths is that you shouldn't take like one, like the same keyword and plaster it all over your website. Um, yeah. What's happening now is because what used to happen is that Google used to 
penalize you for that. So they'd be like, Oh, this isn't real. Like, you know, you're trying too hard and like, we're actually going to like not show your website. Um, Google has gotten to the point where they're smart enough that they know, they essentially know like that you're trying to get your website or your blog post out there by adding the same keyword and keyword phrase all over your site. So, um, it kind of like, honestly, it really depends. Like, who it is that you want to read your blog post. So if you, um, cause it, it goes back to that whole, like you're going to get yourself in front of someone who may not even realize what it is that you do. So you're going to have these multiple images. If you want to choose like a theme, you know, like you already have a blog post title, um, and you want to use that theme as your focus keyword and you want to use the same keyword in all of the images, you certainly can. You can also, here's the thing, you don't have to set it and forget it. You could try it out. So I'm a big fan of like trial and error. Um, So you could add those keywords and keyword phrases on the back end in the images. Um, You can use different ones to describe the photo or you can use the same. Honestly, it's really, um, it's kind of up to you. It's up to you as as far as like how much time you want to put into it. And because honestly, like I'm giving you permission that Google is not going to penalize you if you go either route. Okay, that's really good to know, because I feel like it was drilled in me. I don't know how many years ago to like have a different alt tag for every single photo. Mm -hmm. And then it's just such tedious work to like come up with like different combinations. Exactly. It really is. And um yeah, it's just so like, here's, here's an example. So let's say, um, you have this blog post and, um, you, what you use is alt tags to describe exactly what the images are and they're images of you, um, you know, like you're blogging, you're like, they're images of you in a city during a trip that you just took. Um, and so what you do is you use alt tags for like the city where you were and in return what you get is like a brand or um, a business who's looking to collaborate with someone not necessarily like in that city but they're looking for someone who's willing to travel to a different city to do some type of collaboration so you're kind of like does that make sense you're like thinking outside of the box for like potential um you know like potential opportunities Right. Oh, I like thinking of it that way. Yeah. Okay. So we talked about alt tags. We talked about keywords. So one thing that I do want to touch on is that we all know that Pinterest is, you know, huge for bloggers. That's And Pinterest is basically a search engine, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. But let's talk about something that doesn't get as much attention, and that's Google Ads. Mm. So how do Google Ads work into your SEO strategy, or are those two separate things altogether? So I combine the two. So the reason why I'm so passionate about SEO and Google Ads and Pinterest is because the types of strategies that I build um, utilize all three of them. So um, it's kind of like this amazing trifecta for your um, blog or for your business. And um, honestly, you don't have to do a lot of extra work for them. And I've found a way where they all integrate with each other. So SEO marries into Google ads because when you run a Google ad campaign, um, the moment you start to run it and it starts performing, Google will display for you on the dashboard suggested keywords um, that you can also use for that ad 
and they're keywords that people who are most likely to click on your ad or see your ad are also searching for. So there's like they're literally handing to you on a platter suggested keywords that you can use, you can take and use on the back end of your website or for future blog posts um, to continue to drive traffic to your website. Amazing. Okay, so I know some people are going to be wondering, well, how much money do I need to invest in Google Ads and actually make it worthwhile? So I know that's kind of like a loaded question because it's going to depend for everyone, but I'll start with this. Is the barrier to entry and have successful results lower than Facebook ads, for example? Yes. Um, in my opinion, you do not have to spend a lot. Um, if you look at the, like running a Google ad campaign as a way to, um, boost your SEO as well, then that's where you're really get, like the magic's going to happen. So, Honestly, you know, what I think is more important is how long you run it versus how much okay. you spend. I think that um, because SEO is such a for like it's such a practice and it's always it's always changing um, as far as like um, just the things, you know, because it's always changing when I say what I mean is um there's always new ways to utilize it. There's always new ways to integrate it into your website or even Pinterest. Um, but yeah, so it's, I would honestly say you don't have to spend a lot um, to get a lot because you can, it's just the longer that you do the actual campaign um, makes more sense. Um, yeah. Okay. So like, let's say I have $100 a month for my blogging marketing budget. Is that am I going to have good results, relatively speaking, if I put that $100 to Google Ads for like six months, for example? Yeah, um, it's honestly I what I do, I'm kind of a numbers person and I play around with like what feels good. I also um, my goal is always to have the cost per click less than a dollar. Um, OK, and. I, I honestly do that by choosing um, by choosing who's going to see the ad, like who's it actually for, and then utilizing the keywords. Um, and that kind of goes back to like running a Google ad campaign can give you some good practice and insight into choosing keywords um, that you want your ad to display, like display in front of and not necessarily describe who it is that you are. So if you are a blogger and you're doing some marketing, instead of using the keywords blogger, influencer, and things like that, which are probably going to be like high performing keywords, um, they will definitely get you visibility, but you, you have to consider there's probably a lot of other people out there that are also searching for those like very basic keywords. So you could use a, you could run a Google ad campaign and that's when you could like think outside the box for like more unique keywords, run it. And then Google will listen to you, like read through your ad and then give you suggestions on even more keywords that you can use. Got it. Okay. So then let's say that you implement your SEO strategy, you dive into the Google ads thing. How long till you start to see results? Um, honestly, like, Within a week or so. Um, Are you serious? That yeah, fast? Yeah, honestly. Um, 
It does like, so here I'm, I'm the first to admit, like if you do take like a very basic keyword and you say like travel and you use that in your Google ad, you're going to see results right away. Like your ads definitely going to be placed in front of people and a lot of people are going to click it. However, um, that's why like, so it really, like, yeah, honestly, within a week, like you're going to see results. Um, it's also going to open you up to that world of like, oh, this is really like, this is really interesting. Like it really opens you up to the world of analytics when it comes to showing you who exactly is visiting your website. Got it. Okay. That's really exciting. So then the next piece that I want to talk about is something that's pretty new and that's Instagram alt tags. So. If y'all aren't familiar yet, Instagram rolled out a new feature that allows you to have alt tags in a photo. Mm -hmm. So what does this, first of all, what does this mean in the Instagram context? So in the Instagram context, um, it, it honestly means they're mirroring, um, what Google has already been doing. So adding that alt text into your images, um, is Instagram's essentially Honestly, in my opinion, it kind of feels like they might be moving into the direction of becoming less of a social media platform, more of like a search engine, you know, because like I think they might be listening to all of the people that do use social media as a way for sales and for jobs and for, um, you know, clients and customers and all of that and rather have it be all about like the follower game. They're introducing mm -hmm. this new feature um, to kind of you know, almost beta test into the world of like, like how Pinterest did it, you know, like Pinterest is very much not a social media platform. You're not on it for followers. You're there because you're searching for ideas and inspiration and all of that. Got it. Okay. So then what should you keep in mind when you input your Instagram alt tag? What should go in there? So what can go in there? So here's the other thing. Um, I do know that Instagram has said if you don't physically put in the alt text that they are going, they do it for you. Um, oh. yeah, I'm, it, that's very interesting to me, but I feel like if we have the opportunity and the power to do it ourselves, we should. Um, and that's just simply because, um, I've been doing it, you know, I've been doing the alt text thing for so long that um, you can really use it to describe your photo in ways that um, like the hashtags don't, you know, mm -hmm. so like you can you can add an actual description of the photo um, or if you wanted to, um, if it's easier and like less stressful for you, you could add in just keywords and put like commas in between and then it's still going to be read um, through for each of those keywords. So, Got it. Yeah. So, yeah. Is this something that we should kind of backtrack and circle back to all of our old pictures and do this or just moving forward? I say do it to the old photos because, um, yeah, I think it's an awesome feature and I think um, – I think why not, you know, like just go back in and just take a couple of minutes and edit it. Um, if it, like I said, if it is a little bit easier and you want to just like, um, I like it as like a practice way. So like, it's kind of like an intro a little bit to SEO. Like you can use these images on Instagram cause you're spending a lot of time on there anyways. Um, and play around with the alt text, um, option, the feature. 
So yeah, I say do it to all of your previous images. Um, and if it, <laughs> and if you don't want to do it, outsource that part. <laughs> so, yes. So it's not so it's let, more enjoyable for you. Yeah. So let's talk about outsourcing this because I know for me, I'm like, yes, I get it. I know that this is important, but also I really don't feel like doing Well, this. here's the thing. Like, here's what happens too. It's almost like SEO, like the thought of SEO can be so overwhelming for people. It's almost like that, the thought of when you don't, um, when you don't schedule out your Instagram posts, for example, mm -hmm. you know, like you go to do it and you're like, like if you don't schedule out your posts and then you go to post, like how many times have we been like, oh, I just like, I can't think of anything clever. I'm just not going to do it. <laughs> right. And then we don't yeah. post and then we're not showing up and then we, you know, yep. we get super frustrated and all of that. So yeah. Um, outsourcing is something that I, um, I love talking about because we really think like, you know, as influencers, as women, even like we have to be multi, tasking all the time and we have to have control over everything and be hands-on um, when in reality like when we look at it and we like write out all of the things that we're actually doing throughout the day like it's enough to cause you to like to go crazy um, and so that's why it's really important to just like really map out what it is that like you love doing so much and the things that you don't accept that you don't like doing them and then outsource them to someone um, believe it or not like it's a form of self-care because you're like taking care of your mind. You're taking care of like your body and you know, like you're you're calming your crazy before disaster strikes. A hundred percent. So how, how can you help other influencers out? If someone else is listening to this and they're like, okay, yes, just like Monica said, I get it. But like, I know me and I especially know me during the holidays. Like I'm just not going to get to this, but now that I know that it's important, it's going to be in the back of my mind. So how can you help us out, Kate? So here's something that I, I suggest doing. Um, you can totally outsource this to someone, but you actually might enjoy doing it. Um, and that is giving yourself your website, your blog, um, an SEO audit. So an SEO audit, um, is essentially conducted to bring insight into the user experience. So um, that like when you're going to do this audit, you're going to literally visit your website and act as if you're a user. So it's kind of fun. Like you kind of get to put on this other hat, um, if you will, and you get to go through your website and your blog posts and read through them and um, check all of the links and check all of the images, check for load time. Um, and you can do this. Um, it doesn't have to be, you don't have to schedule extra time in to do it. Um, you can do it, let's say, um, at the airport when you're flying home to your family for the holidays. You can hop on the airport Wi-Fi and you can see how your website is performing on that type of network. Um, mm -hmm. You can do it. Yeah, it's, this is something that I do with all of my clients. Um, and so it's really, it's interesting because I think what can happen is like we spend so much time writing out the blog post and taking the photos and like laying it all out and putting it all out there. Honestly, we, we tend to forget um, what it can look like from the other side. It's like when you're staring at something for so long and you need a fresh pair of eyes and something that you thought was missing is actually there. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Okay. This is so cool. This is super exciting. I'm excited to dive into this. Good. Yeah. Um, I have not, I, 
I will be the first to admit, I really like have not taken this very seriously in the past, mainly because I just felt very paralyzed by it. Yeah. So I know I'm not alone. You're not alone. And, you definitely aren't. Yeah. So thank you so much. Um, I like to wrap this up with two lifestyle questions. So um, let's just get right into it. And the first one is, what was your morning routine today? So, um, actually, it was pretty great. So <laughs> I, I stayed up really late um, working on something. And I was fortunate enough to sleep in without an alarm, um, which is amazing. And also with my phone on Do Not Disturb and not on my bed. Um, so... I woke up and um, what did I do first? I did, okay, so I did do, I did um, some tapping, so EFT. Mm-hmm. Um, so I did some tapping and the tapping included affirmations. So it was all just like within three minutes um, and it was just, it's a fun way for me. Sometimes I get bored with like writing out affirmations um, and so I did some tapping for that. Um, and then I've been practicing doing daily meditation in the morning. Um, and it's really been helping just not necessarily clear my head, but to just like, kind of just like reassure that I'm on the right path. Um, so I did a five minute guided meditation. Um, and then I followed that up with a 10 minute yoga for beginners at home in the living room. Um, and then coffee after, and then emails after. Love it. Love it. Okay. So then the last one is what is your favorite lifestyle hack or tip or trick? Okay. So this is something that I try to do every week. Um, I try to share it with as many people as I can. And that is every Monday before you kick off your week, before you kick off your day, even um, if there's like a fellow influencer, fellow blogger, um, just like fellow kind of like boss lady, if you will, that you can schedule a 30 minute call with um, and just chat about your week, like chat about your wins, like try to keep it um, just like in a good flow of energy Um, it's something that I do every Monday and it's, I look forward to it so much on Sunday night that I I don't have Sunday scaries. Um, and then Mm -hmm. after the call, it's like, I'm so amped up and like ready to go for the week, um, that it sets, it puts me in a really good pace. I love that. That's amazing. Yeah. Okay. Well, where can everyone find you? So, um, I hang out mostly on Instagram stories. Um, and my handle is my first name, Kate dot. And then my last name, Kaloran. Um, I do spend a lot of time on Pinterest as well. And you can find me there. Um, it's at Kate Louise Kaloran. Um, and then my website's katekaloran.com. Amazing. Well, thank you so much. This is filled with so many tips and just like insight into this world. So I really hope that it gets people excited about SEO, gets people excited about the techier side of things. And again, thank you so much. Yeah, thanks so much for having me. Thanks for listening to the Influencer Girl Lifestyle. Love this episode? Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review. For show notes and free resources on living out your influencer lifestyle, head over to monicawoodhams.com forward slash podcast.